Welcome to Handcraft Podcast. Listeners' discretion is advised as this podcast does contain mature and explicit content. Comedy related to any episode of Handcraft is not intended to cause distress or disrespect to anyone. Don't take it personal. Okay, hi everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Handcraft. This one is another lonesome episode. I'm here in the studio by myself again. So this episode is very interesting. Like I found it, I found it quite fun to research. Um, There's a lot of like ifs and buts and what the fucks. But um, anyway, let me get into it. So 22 years old, former page three model, Blonde bombshell and over 200,000 followers on Instagram. How did the model Chloe Island get kidnapped and released? And why did the nation not believe her? Chloe Eiling is from Colston, South London, and she's been modelling since the age of 18. During the summer of 2017, when Chloe was 20 years old, her agent, Phil Green, was approached with a business deal for Chloe to attend a photo shoot in Milan, Italy. Obviously, why wouldn't they accept a photo shoot in the world's fashion capital? Chloe jetted off to Milan um, on the 11th of July 2017. First of all, why would you send your client away to another country by themselves when all you've received is email correspondence to say, yeah, this is going on, like, at least get your assistant to go with you or tell her to take someone with her. But yeah, that was the first red flag for me in the story. So when it was time to attend the shoot, Chloe stated she was grabbed by two people who were wearing gloves and balaclavas. The males then injected a substance into her arm which was later revealed to be ketamine. When Chloe came around, she found herself inside a holdall bag with her legs and arms tied together and tape over her mouth. She was stripped and redressed in a pink bodysuit and socks. The kidnapper made a small hole in the bag so she could breathe. Chloe was then driven to an an abandoned farmhouse near Turin, where she spent six days with her captors. So why was Chloe kidnapped? Chloe was told by her captors that she was set to be sold off as a sex slave in the Middle East. The kidnappers were a part of a dark web group called Black Death. Her kidnappers told her she was going to be sold for around £230,000. They even took pictures of Chloe while she was unconscious and told her they were going to post it on the dark web as an advert. Eventually, Chloe was released six days after being kidnapped and was taken to the British consulate in Milan. Chloe was a mother to a two-year-old and apparently kidnapping women with children were against the rules. 
Chloe was told they needed to release her or the boss would be angry. But before doing so, they held her ransom for £230,000, which her agent was ordered to pay. Chloe had a friend who offered to pay £20,000 towards her ransom. I didn't get a name, but I did read that he was 57 years old. Um, when I read that, I was a bit like, whoa, that's a big age gap. Like, you're 20 years old and your friend is 57. But hey-ho, I don't know. Um, so people actually did think, is that her sugar daddy? But Chloe insisted that he was just a friend. So I'm going to actually get more into the details of this story. The ransom amount of £230,000 was actually dropped to £50,000 to be paid in Bitcoin within a month. And Chloe was told that she had to become the Black Death's UK spokesperson. <laughs> so basically, I know I shouldn't be laughing yeah, but this story just gets wild and wild and wild. Not gonna lie, I thought Black Death was fake. But the Telegraph reported the group was investigated in 2016 amid fears that they were selling a 15-year-old British girl in an online auction. Europol had mentioned the group's dark website of as they advertised two teenagers for auction, one of whom was under the age of consent and described as pure. Ooh, that makes me shiver, like, because you know the people that's buying these um, innocent young girls are not pure. Um, so the auction of the 15 year old um, started at $750,000 and was due to take place at the end of May 2016. And the auction for the 17 year old in the UK um, was set to take place days earlier with the starting bid of $120,000. However, it's unknown whether these auctions actually went ahead. So in regards to Chloe, the BBC stated her captor allegedly posted an advert which read, girls can be transported globally. We have contractors for that for a price. EU delivery is free. <laughs> My take time dependent on current location and drop off. Nah, these people are taking a mick. Like, EU delivery is free. Like, say you're buying something off eBay. You're buying a human. Like, that's ridiculous. And then you're saying EU delivery is free. Like, it's some promotion. Oh, my days. So, back to Chloe's release. And, like I said before, it gets bizarre. Even though, like, you've already heard, it's strange from the beginning. Hi guys, I've actually got Jide in the building with me. Um, so I was actually, I started off this episode recorded by myself, um, but I've invited Jide to join me for another podcast episode. But I just told him, why not? Like, just jump in this one. So um, I've already given him, given him a little recap of what I've just said. So basically, Chloe was 20 years old in 2017. Her agent was approached by a photographer saying, oh, I want to do a shoot with your client. 
and then her agent sent her to Italy for the shoot and he sent her off by herself. And then when she got to the studio, two guys wearing balaclavas and gloves took her hostage, injected her with ketamine and then shoved her in a boot and took her to a farmhouse. Wow. Yeah, so that's where we're at. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, so I got to the point where, okay, so there's these two men in the house with her and then um, a third person comes in and he's like, oh, I'm a part of this. So basically it's a gang called um, Black Death and they're based on the dark web and they kidnap girls and sell them off as sex slaves. But he was like, oh, because you're a mother, so she was a mother of a two-year-old. He was like, that's against our rules, so I've come here to save you. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, wait, hold on. <laughs> like, this, is, this is why it's, it's a very <laughs> weird story. Someone told very. that, it'd be hard to believe. Right, okay, so the third guy told the other guys to go. So it was just him and Chloe. And he said the reason why is because he's more senior and he was going to take her back to the city of Milan Milan, and then take her to the British consulate um, and release her. So I was thinking like, okay, she's believing that he's like the OG ogre at the top, like she's mm -hmm. in safe hands. Um, so Chloe was driven to the British consulate by this kidnapper. They actually arrived early, so the kidnapper suggested that they go get breakfast. Um, the kidnapper walked Eileen inside the consulate and she told officials that she just met him and she asked if she could use her phone because she was lost. So he basically said, don't mention this group because you'll be in danger, just say I'm a stranger. So Chloe was interviewed by Italian officials and the weight of the ordeal was too heavy for her so she decided to tell the officials of what she actually went through. Um, so it gets really crazy from here. But Chloe failed to tell um, the police that they went shopping like four days after she got kidnapped. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so obviously this third guy, Captain yeah. Save a Chick, came <laughs> and then he was like, oh, let's, let's go around the town. He bought her a tracksuit, he bought her trainers. But she didn't tell them that. To Chloe's surprise, her rescuer was arrested on June 17, 2017. Her kidnapper was a man called Lucas Herber, who conspired with his brother Michael Herber to kidnap Chloe. Lucas was a 30-year-old Polish national also living in Britain. So he, f <laughs> he basically stalked her, conspired this whole kidnapping, then took himself to Italy and then also made her go to Italy. Yeah. That's just really, that really crazy. Meticulous planning. Very. And I'm just thinking, I wonder what flight he used because to get to Italy, like... <laughs> Ryanair. That's what I said, Ryanair <laughs> or um, EasyJet. Like, that's crazy. So, <laughs> uh, apparently before Lucas actually escorted her back to the Br British consulate, he told her they had already met in Paris. What? 
So he knows about her. Yeah, he knows about her. So apparently in April 2017, only a few months earlier, so we're talking about July, mm. um, Chloe went to Paris for a photo shoot, which was cancelled last minute due to faulty or stolen equipment. A deposit for the shoot was made, which was £2,000. And then Lucas actually went to go meet her to give her money to compensate her wasted journey. But obviously she didn't realise it was him because he had sunglasses on and he left quite quickly. And it was around, it was the same time that terrorist attack happened on the Champs, I'm not going to say that correctly. (laughs) Champs, Elysee, like, I don't know. But yeah, that terrorist attack that happened in Paris um, a couple of years ago. And that basically fucked up his plans of kidnapping. So Chloe, when she arrived back in the UK, was blindsided when people started scrutinising her story. People believed that she was lying and conjured up the whole thing to gain fame. As I said before, CCTV um, and witnesses caught Chloe hand in hand with her captor, walking the streets of Milan. They allegedly went shoe shopping for four days after she arrived, um, but she was released six days after. And witnesses stated that they saw her eating out, looking like a, they looked like a cosy couple and she was giggling. So everyone's like, what the fuck? It must have been a publicity stunt to further her career. I think people forget like, when you go through, sorry, when you go through like um, a traumatizing ordeal, not everyone reacts the same way. Mm, That is very true. And I also think, because this guy was framing himself as someone that's going to save her and get her out of the situation. She just basically put all her trust and mm. naturally in her head she thought maybe for that moment she was safe with him. Mm. So he's kind of like manipulated her and manipulated the situation where she feels comfortable enough to just go out and although she a whole, the whole ordeal is crazy, she's calm enough to feel safer just with him like he's manipulated because he could have they could have even done even more like like the fact that they did good cop bad cop that he came <laughs> in, literally that he came and said oh don't worry I got you I'm gonna look after you I'm gonna yeah, let's go shoe shopping and that is just pure manipulation the fact they could have got away with it if she, if she did not tell the Italian police mm-hmm. about it which it could have happened it's mm-hmm. easy for her to think you know what let me just get this over with behind me. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to think about it and just go. So, yeah. Uh, uh, well, <laughs> it's a crazy story. Yeah, but she was only 20 years old, so maybe she was naive. But how do you think you would, like, have reacted in that situation? Oh, if I got kidnapped and then my kidnappers said, Let's, I'm, I'm following whatever they say. So you would have done the same? You would have been, like, pally-pally as well? I would have been pally-pally, but I would have, yeah... This, this. <laughs> because I don't know what you're going to do I don't know if you have a gun I don't know if you're going to kill me I don't know if you're watching me I don't know if you're watching my family I don't know anything exactly and a lot of people were like why didn't you escape why didn't you escape but I think it was a bit of like ignorance and the yeah. fact that they haven't lived that experience so Chloe arrived back to the UK after three weeks whilst the Italian officials were doing their investigation she appeared on a few TV um, programmes for interviews such as This Morning, and she even went on Dr. Phil and Good Morning Britain. 
She received many criticisms and Chloe told The Guardian, which have a very detailed art article and I'll drop the link in the episode details. She made, she said, she made him believe they might have a future together. Yes, obviously I had no interest, but I had to play it as if I did. It was the only thing I had to focus on to get out. So I think that's valid. Yes. It it's very valid. Piers Morgan, who <laughs> was very critical when she appeared on Good Morning Britain, stating, if you're going to conduct media interviews, um, where you're going to be paid money, you're doing a book for thousands of pounds before there's even been a trial. I think we're perfectly entitled to ask you difficult questions. I agree with that, though, personally. Do you think? I agree with that. I don't agree with Piers Morgan because he's a bit <laughs> yeah, of a, he's a prick. <laughs> but while I feel a lot of these situations, mm. let the trial play out first, mm. get the guy behind bars, because let's say for whatever reason, the book you released helps him get away. It's true. Then who's won? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I fully agree with waiting, delaying the book. I don't disagree with releasing the book. It's mm. your experience. Mm. But in that point of delaying it till the trial was done, I, I fully agree with that. But what about like if you're coming from like an agent's point of view? Like he's thinking, okay, this is just fresh. We need to get it out. We need to make those sales. We need to get no, your name known. There we go. It's... That's the balance. So you're gonna, you can do that, mm -hmm. but then the criticisms are gonna come with that. That's just it's just the game you're playing. Mm. So if you release the information, release your story, do the media run, you're gonna get difficult questions because they're gonna be like, okay, you just encounter, you just went through a very traumatic situation, but here you are capitalizing off it. Like, yeah, we're in a capitalist society, <laughs> but people are gonna ask questions. That's just the nature of the beast really mm. well she did hold her own because he kept on calling her a liar and we yeah. all know how Piers Morgan is <laughs> like, he never knows how to shut his mouth sometimes, sometimes. but um, <laughs> um Chloe also appeared smiley and giggly in certain interviews upon her arrival which made people second guess her again she didn't come across as your typical kidnap victim but people like I said um before process trauma differently Everyone will not let you see their sleepless nights and crying, panicking and being fearful. But I do get why people had their apprehensions. The journalist from Guardian who actually interviewed Chloe even said, having met Chloe Eiling, I think there is nothing wrong. There is nothing she wants more than a bigger public profile. But I'm equally sure that she is neither cynical nor reckless enough to participate in her own abduction. Because who does that? Who would actually participate in their own kidnapping? That is the, the most narcissistic thing I've ever heard of. I agree, but people are crazy. Yeah. There's 7 billion people on this planet and 0.01% of them are just off their rocker. <laughs> <laughs> and people are... I'm not saying she did that, but stranger things have happened. There was that woman that um, faked her child's kidnapping here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that was a weird thing. And the daughter was, like, found underneath a bed. That was ridiculous. Or about, um, just what, recently, like, I think last year, in America, you know, like, all the black girls are getting kidnapped. That yeah, girl, that... And that girl that pretended she got black. People do I wanted to slap things. her for her mum. Because <laughs> why would you do that? Yeah, people... Because she wanted to go hang out with her friends. friends yeah. Hmm. 16. I, I've, when I was 16 and I wanted to go somewhere, 
and I couldn't go. I don't think I'll conjure up that sort no, of... No, <laughs> you just go, you're doing the normal stuff, like, mum, I'm going to, like, yeah. Shannon's house, yeah, yeah. when really you're going to, like, Tyrone's house. <laughs> like, that's what you do. <laughs> and then you have to tell Shannon, like, this is the plan. Like, look. Not conjure Yeah, your own kidnapping. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> well, Chloe was able to shut all her haters up when the trial came around. Lucas' brother, Michael, because I don't think it's actually Michael, <laughs> uh, was arrested in Tiverdale in Sandwell, West Midlands in August 2017, and he was later extradited. His lawyer, Mr. Scott, told the judge, this case has a unique set of anomalies, which might lead to the conclusion that the Italian authorities have been duped and that their process has been abused. So during the trial, the court heard Lucas had been repeatedly searching Chloe Eiling, Black Death and sex trafficking on his personal devices. Allegedly, there was evidence that Lucas was trying to make poison and the Independent reported Herbar said he had been in love with Miss Eiling and they had concocted, concocted the kidnap plot to help her overcome financial difficulties after the birth of her son. Again, this girl's 20 years old that lives in flipping Coulsdon in South London. Why is she going to pick you hmm. out of all people <laughs> to help her with her financial difficulties? She did actually have a friend who was 57 who actually was going to put up £20,000 for her ransom because they uh, initially asked for 230 grand. Fuck yeah. Yeah. So she, she was rolling with ballers because I don't have a friend that would be like... If I got kidnapped, my dad would be like, forget it. Nice knowing you, son. Oh. What friends do I have that would be like 200 we... grand? Hmm. No one's giving me nothing. Lucas then went on to tell the court, I never hurt the girl. I was not violent with her. If she felt forced verbally in any way, I am very sorry. But it certainly was not as Chloe has described. He said, I never hurt her, but you injected her with ketamine and put her in the boot of your car. Like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) He added, I was in love and I was hoping that once her fame took off, that she would repay me with feelings and we would share the money. Allegedly, Herbert even called his mum and asked her to destroy evidence which consisted of dumping his car and deleting emails. The password given was twat twat one. When I read that, I was like, stop. You can't get mummy involved. Like, what? Ask your mum to dump your car. (laughs) That is just... He must think this is power or something. Right. Some Tommy out here. Okay. Relax. But um the court also revealed there was no evidence of Chloe colluding with Lucas. And Lucas was sentenced to sixteen years, nine months in prison. Chloe ended up dropping her agent, Phil Green, who was the first agent that actually booked the um photo shoot. And she was then represented by agent Adrian Sington. She released a book called Kidnapped, The Untold Truth About My Abduction. And she also was a contestant on Celebrity Big Brother the same year. And what I realised is that um, she was recently like all over the blogs 
because allegedly and I'm not if I'm wrong I'm wrong but I think she was the person that allegedly like had a threesome with oh. Natalie Nut. did you ever watch Bad Girls Club uh. no no oh. I love trash TV in it. Yeah, so I watch everything. I love I'll, trash I'll TV. Start, I'll start jumping on because it's interesting. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, it was just this series where they put, like, girls that thought they were really bad. And they all and they just all Yeah, they just all fight. They just all fight and bully each other. I actually had to stop watching it because I was like, this is too toxic. <laughs> but anyway, that's how Natalie got her fame. And then they all went in the Big Brother and there was, like, some rendezvous. But Natalie's married. So that's oh. why it just blew up. But yeah, that is the story of Chloe Eiling. Thank you, Jade, for jumping in last minute. Um, That's interesting. <laughs> thanks. So follow me on Instagram, Handcuffed Podcast, Twitter, Handcuffed Pod, music by Cressy Beats, and I'll see you next time. Thank you.